Good morning, Echo friends. Welcome to April 19th, 2020. How are you holding up? Are you tired of people asking you that question yet? Or tired of coming up with good responses? I mean, maybe those first couple of weeks of pandemic life, you were like, yeah, I'm energetic. I'm going to power through. And now you're just like all snark and sarcasm, which might be our personality anyway. No judgment. But at this point, maybe just you're replying to all texts with memes. Perhaps if you'd like to tell people, I'm just feeling lonely right now, you'll use this meme. Well, you probably won't use this meme because that's not our personality. It's a little dad jokish, but it still made me smile last week when people posted it online. Maybe you are subtly sharing that you're feeling anxious in this time. Adult coloring, anyone? Maybe you're trying to share that, hey, I'm stuck inside and I don't know when the last time I showered. Or finally, if you're an essential worker, maybe you're trying to tell people, it's scary to go outside right now. <laughs> Either way, if memes aren't handy, you're probably just coming up with some sort of script without even realizing it. Just a quick way to tell people, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Here's mine right now. Yes, we're doing good. We're used to working from home. When the sun's out, it almost feels like summer break. We take walks in the park. We only occasionally get on each other's nerves. See how happy that was? I mean, it's all true, I promise. But it's just the high points, you know? Because I feel like if somebody's asking, maybe that's all they want to know is the high points right now. But if somebody wants my true honesty, and I know that they can handle it, I might also add, you know, I'm still kind of disappointed. We were supposed to have this family vacation, and now that's canceled. And I had been working really hard to get ahead so that I could take some days off. And now we didn't go anywhere. I didn't take time off and I've got more work now than I've had in a long time. So there's no rest. And I just keep getting annoyed when people say that they're bored. Okay, see how that's kind of harsh? And I feel guilty as soon as I say it because here I'm saying that I don't want to hear how people are bored. Well, I know other people are annoyed with me because they may not have work at all. Maybe you are cut hours. And you don't want to hear how I'm overworked <laughs> and not getting to go on a vacation. That's such a first world problem, right? So you see all my feelings inside? I feel bad, but then I feel bad about feeling bad. I mean, do I even have the right to feel bad? Well, all these questions and this back and forth, I was bringing it up to Steve this week and he said, Kelly, you know, this reminds me of wrestling. And I immediately rolled my eyes and started to walk out of the room. I am exposed to enough WWE in this household that I do not need to hear my life compared to a soap opera disguised as sports. But he said, no, not that kind of wrestling. He said that the wrestling with all these emotions and questions made him think about Jacob wrestling with God. Okay, that's biblical. I like that answer better. So I looked up Genesis 32 and tried to remember this story. See what hit me about reading it afresh. So I thought maybe we could talk about Genesis 32 today. See if it strikes you as a little bit familiar. Maybe there's something we can grasp today. So Jacob and Esau, 
if you have ever heard of them. They were twins, and literally from the womb, they had conflict with one another. You see, Jacob was always trying to find a way to get ahead. Hashtag blessed. Because he was always being deceptive. He always got his way by trickery. Makes me think of Loki, god of mischief. That's probably because we keep watching Marvel in our house. But that's beside the point. So Jacob and Esau had conflict. By the time they're adults, they have parted ways. They have lived separately for 20 years now. And God tells Jacob, it's time to go back to your homeland. But Jacob is going to have to confront Esau when he gets there. And they didn't leave on good terms. You see, the whole reason 20 years ago when Jacob fled was because Esau was threatening to kill him. All that deception, you know. But now, Jacob has a plan. Again, I don't know if he's trying to be tricky again, but he thinks if he sends his servants ahead of him before he gets there, goes to Esau and gives them lots of gifts, then maybe Esau will be in a good mood. And then by the time Jacob gets there, he'll be happy, they'll reconcile, all good to go. So the servants take off with the gifts. And then they come back and say, um, now that Esau knows that you're coming, he's actually going to meet you halfway. He started to leave with 400 men on his side. That doesn't sound like a good sign. So Jacob is freaking out. This sounds like Esau is coming for battle. So now he has to come up with another plan. He decides he's going to divide everybody with him. You see, Jacob isn't by himself. He's got this entire caravan. He's married several people at this point. So he has several wives, lots of children, lots of possessions, servants, animals, things. So he takes it all and says, let's put it into two different groups. And then if Esau comes to attack me, then maybe one of the groups will survive. I don't know, kind of a strange plan. So he does all this and then he decides I'm going to pray about it. And that's where I want us to read together. Genesis 32, verses 9 through 12. This is Jacob's prayer. Oh God, my father Abraham, God of my father Isaac, Lord, you who said to me, go back to your country and your relatives, and I will make you prosper. I am unworthy of all the kindness and faithfulness you have shown your servant. I had only my staff when I crossed this Jordan, but now I've become two camps. Save me, I pray, from the hand of my brother Esau, for I am afraid he will come and attack me, and also the mothers with their children. But you have said, I will surely make you prosper and will make your descendants like the sand of the sea, which cannot be counted. So he's laid it all out before God. And... Then he decides, okay, now it's time. Prayed about it. So he sends everybody across the Jordan and then he waits on the other side. I don't know if he's ready to pray some more, but this is what happened. Let's go to verse 24. So Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go until you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. 
Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, Please tell me your name. But he replied, Why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, It is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. This is an interesting answer to prayer. And some sort of entity described as a man here is wrestling with Jacob. And Jacob somehow senses that this is God. And he realizes he's pretty good if he's, his life was spared being so close to the almighty, all-powerful God. And you think about it, a human wrestling with that kind of power? And Jacob was even winning at some point? What? What's happening here? It's more like, like when a parent is trying to play with a toddler, right? Look at that kind of difference in strength. That's what we're talking about here to the, to the nth degree. But if you're a parent and you're playing with your toddler, then you're not just going to be mean and like, haha, I win. You're going to let them win a little. You're going to let them feel confident, play around like they're doing something, right? Maybe they'll get out all their energy and let you take a nap. That's kind of how I picture this, right? God is play fighting with Jacob. Oh no, play fighting sounds a little bit like WWE. Please don't tell Steve I said that. Okay, so Jacob wrestling with God. There's a lot that you can get out of this passage. But what I'd like to focus on is this. Jacob, when we were reading his prayer, you can see that he had an internal struggle. He was dealing with his emotions, struggling with how to feel facing his brother. But what God did in answering his prayer was he let him struggle physically, externally. And God even participated. It's like he just let him work it all out through the night. Isn't that interesting? God showed up to participate with Jacob and help him deal with his struggles. Now, we said that Jacob was not a perfect man. In fact, he's a deceiver. He even admitted in his prayer he is unworthy for God to even respond with any sort of faithfulness to him. And yet, God still showed up. He wasn't just conversing and answering a prayer for a super holy person. Jacob was a mess, but God stepped into the mess with him. He was willing to do that. And as Jacob was likely struggling with all those memories of things he had done to his brother, and maybe he was struggling with the man God wanted him to be, and yet he turned to God and God gave him a new name in the process. He said, you are now Israel, for you have struggled with God and with humans, and you have overcome. Okay, what does the scripture say to us? I feel like it reminds us that God is willing to step into the mess. He is willing to struggle right alongside us, no matter who we are, no matter if we had this forced upon us, like COVID-19, or if we created our own mess like Jacob, God seems to be willing 
to show up and struggle with us if we call on him. Now, back to my earlier question. Do we have permission to feel bad during this time? Or do we just feel guilty because there are plenty of people in the world who have it worse than we do right now? Can we be honest? Or do we have to just say, this is fine, even when we don't believe it? The meme that I keep coming back to, that's several years old but seems quite relevant at this point, is this is fine, even as the world burns down around us. Do you feel that way right now? But looking at the scripture and thinking about our situation, it seems like the answer is that yes, we are allowed to be honest about how we feel. Because even though there are people in the world who have it worse than us, right now the entire world is dealing with a pandemic. And so every one of us is processing. Every one of us has disappointments and hurts, worries and fears. We're all affected right now. And I think we can just be honest about it. God seems strong enough to be able to handle it. Even if your question is, why God? Where are you, God? Even if you want to yell at God, he seems like he is powerful enough to handle it. And he's ready. He's ready to just wrestle it out with us. Figure it out and process all of these things we're dealing with. But we have to go to him first, right? We have to be willing to talk about it. So my challenge to you, my challenge to myself, is let's be honest. We don't have to say, this is fine. We can be honest with God, and we can be honest with one another. Because he put us in community, and the help that he is ready to provide often comes through the people he has placed in our lives. And it comes through other ways, too. He wants to help if we go to him with our struggle. So this is just going to be week number one in a several-week series that we're going to call This Is Fine. And I want us to talk through some other things in the coming weeks about the messiness that we're all feeling and ask us to honestly process it together because I think we'll be better for it. So thank you for showing up. Thank you for coming here together with us, even while you're wrestling with things. Let's pray together. God, we thank you so much for caring, for wanting to struggle with us. We come to you now in honesty. We love you. Please help us. Amen. I count on one thing The same God that never fails Will not fail me now You won't fail me now And in the waiting The same God who's never late Is working all things out You're working all things out Yes, I will Lift you high in the lowest
this valley and yes I will bless your name yes I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy all my days yes I will same God that never failed will not fail me now. You won't fail me now in the waiting. The same God who's never late is working all things out. You're working all things out. Oh yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. Your name. Oh, yes, I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy all my days. Yes, I will. I choose to praise, to glorify, glorify the name of all names. But nothing can stand against. Choose to pray to glorify, glorify the name of all names that nothing can stand against. Yes, I choose to pray to glorify, glorify the name of all names that nothing can stand against. Oh, yes, I lift you high. much for worshiping with us online this week. Thanks to everyone who has continued to support the Echo community through the giving of your time, your talents, and your finances. For the next few weeks, we'd like to update you on how the missionaries that Echo Church supports are doing in their various communities around the world. Look on today's service page to read about the work Katie and Mikey Evans are doing with Back to Back Cincinnati, as well as to find links to give online. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that we can come to you with the hard questions and we can come to you with our doubts and our worries and our concerns and that we can turn those over to you and trust that you will give us guidance in whatever way you know is best, that you will comfort us like only you know how to do, um, that you will bring your peace even when the world seems to be burning around us. We're so grateful for your love and for your goodness and your faithfulness. 
and we ask that you would walk with us this week. Help us to be a light to those around us and help us to be willing to be honest with you always and honest with one another. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.